0: great day. Amazing humans. Yes. Welcome to empowered in my skin, the podcast. We feature guests of varying backgrounds and lived experiences to share their empowering stories, knowledge and insights. Our goal is for you, the listener to fill your mind with empowered thoughts to further empower your human. I'm your host and Waffer Robinson and founder and CEO of EIMS I'm an experienced technology executive, an author, an international federation of bodybuilding pro athlete, an inspirational speaker and viral sensation with speeches that have over 7 million views worldwide. And most recently awarded WXN most powerful women in Canada. I trust that you are already feeling empowered. So please listen, leave a review, share the podcast and subscribe. So you never miss an episode for now. I'm your girl. Let the show begin. Great day. Amazing humans. Yes. Welcome to the next episode of Empowered My Skin, the podcast. My next guest is a certified eating psychology coach and National Academy of Sports Medicine certified personal trainer. Her online coaching has influenced the lives of thousands of women to take hold of their health and lead more confident lives. You know I'm talking to my kind of human. She is a published fitness model, having been featured in Inside Fitness Magazine. Hey, shout outs, we share that <laughs> with a- athletic wear brand Lorna Jane and Intimate's brand NextWare. She writes regularly on her blog and has even contributed to a book about developing confidence at the early stages of motherhood. As a mom herself, she believes that women set the tone for their home and that prioritizing oneself in the greatest opportunity to make an impact on yourself, your family, and the world, because the biggest project you'll ever work on is you. So put your ears together for this amazing, amazing, confident, inspirational, motivational human, Jordana Natine.
1: Yes. Thanks for having me. I love it.
0: So thank you for saying yes. I couldn't have you didn't say it. You know?
1: My pleasure.
0: So my first question, and for myself and the guests actually, is, you know, what can you tell us more about you, the person, and your personal journey?
1: Oh, that's a big question. It is
0: a of okay. question. You have some time to answer that. Let's start.
1: <laughs> um, well, I've always loved fitness. I was actually a lifeguard and swimming instructor back in my teens, and as I grew up, um, I had such a respect for the body, such a respect for um, taking care of human life. And I think as so many women, when we grow up, we lose that sense of self, especially when we start to take care of others. And that really happened for me when I was, uh, I became a mom. And I had to go back to work and put my career first and try to balance motherhood. And that was really, really difficult for me. Um, but I, I, Seem to be able to find myself again through fitness and through health and prioritizing who I was through that journey gave me an opportunity to come back to myself. And, and that's actually what kicked off um, my transition from uh, being in the corporate world to coaching full-time. And it's been a really beautiful journey.
0: I love that. And I'm going to ask you a little bit more about that transition, but before I do. I'm huge on affirmation, like gigantically huge. And um, I use them to really kick off my discovery journey. And I know you're big on affirmation. So what is your great I am?
1: I am confident. I think for me, that has always been the, the root of everything that I've done. The moment I believed in myself, the moment I could really sit in my abilities and say, I might not know how to do this. I might not know where where I should go next, but I know that I'm on the right path. And I know that I have everything I need to get myself from here to there, wherever there may be. And the moment I said, I believe in myself and I have this confidence, it's like you are able to just take that next step forward.
0: I love that. And you know what I, I often say that, and I often tell people when I'm like speaking or trying to motivate them or something, it's like everything that you need to just even get you through the next step already lives inside of you. So it's like, it's grow as you go, right? Like instead exactly. of halt and fear.
1: <laughs> exactly, I totally agree.
0: And so I think it's cute. I've seen some videos. Um, you, you use affirmations with your daughter. I do. So maybe you could talk to us because I think that that is, so powerful and if anything it's been one of the most empowering things I've seen in the social media world personally and so when did you start and what have you observed about her as you know from where when you started to now
1: yeah well what I've learned as a mom as a new mom but also as a needing psychology coach what you come to know is that much of our psyche our behavioral self who we actually are is defined by six or seven years old And so I realized that as I have this opportunity to help shape this human at the point in time when she can actually use it for the rest of her life in a way that, you know, with awareness and consideration and the most beautiful things I want to put all inside of her. I think that's every goal of any person who's taking care of a little person, (laughs) whether it is your person or just someone you care about in your family, um, you have the opportunity to influence who they become. And it's such a precious Um, chance that we have and so I started to learn about affirmations at that time very early in my eating psychology career and I just decided you know what I'm gonna I'm gonna start saying them myself I wrote them on mirrors in my bathroom I had post-it notes everywhere and they just became part of what I did and when my daughter was about three months old um most new mamas will know this feeling at about 3am you're feeding your baby. The world is quiet. Most people don't take that opportunity to connect with their little one. They're so tired and they're so mm-hmm. frustrated and they're just like, okay, let me finish doing what I'm doing and get this baby back to sleep so that I can get a little more sleep myself. And I decided to reinvent those moments. Wow! It was when the world was asleep and it was just her and I, and it was the quietest time and I could sit in her nursery and hold her and feed her and change her diaper and tell her how incredible she is. And I would tell her, you are amazing, you are strong, you are kind, you are creative, you're beautiful inside and out and you are a human worthy of love just as you are. Mm -hmm. And I repeated that to her for every night. until now <laughs> and she's now seven turning eight and you know to watch her look at herself in the mirror and to say I'm having a positive day I'm strong I'm creative and to just know instinctively those things about her it's it's really powerful and it's really beautiful and you know I wish that for every parental relationship I really do
0: so this kind of leads me to this question that I didn't even think that I'd ask but you know in the age now even with cyberbullying and you know cuz once she leaves the house she is then you know subjected to whatever everyone else is doing with their children mm-hmm. have you observed her interactions with it to see how that works in those kind of situations yeah.
1: yeah she's her character and her nature she's so strong but she's also really sensitive and i think that that's natural when kids come up to that conflict the first few times they get scared Mm -hmm. and they I think that's when your fight and flight comes in play or your and you figure out what how am I going to handle this and I think her nature is to try and sit back and be like I've seen her interact with people even in her class and why do you have to be so mean like that that's not what nice people do you know we're supposed to take care of each other and I think it's really beautiful that she can step up and be such a natural leader In a way that is bringing people in as opposed to pushing people away I just hope that continues
0: yes I I hope anyone that's listening to this starts to even just share that message with their friends you know practice in their home I think that that's that's very powerful so thank you I think I know some people that I want to really share this this episode with I think (laughs) that would really help just that piece like don't listen to anything beyond just up to eight minutes just listen okay so um I believe that a piece of you I like to say is you know as part of this podcast it's going to go out to the internet world you know and it's going to be there until unless of course I delete it which I don't plan to so a piece of your legacy is going to flow yeah and so what do you want to be known for at the end of this episode
1: that I help limit women live in shame free and that <laughs> is my mission that is what I stand for Um, being in the fitness industry being a woman in the fitness industry can be difficult because our aesthetic plays such a big role about building trust with our communities and people deciding whether they're going to invest in you as their coach or listen to what you say or or take your advice or follow you or whatever it is Mm -hmm. and for me not being, not always going for the six pack and being a curvier girl in this industry, um, I had to figure out and find my place in all of that. It wasn't always for me about how to be so shredded that, you know, I, I then had this rigidity in my life. I had to figure out this balance for myself. So, you know, a physicality that made me feel strong and fierce and empowered and loving inside who I am. But also like this enjoyment with food and this balance, maybe balance is the wrong word, but this, you know, relationship that allowed me this flexibility between the two. And Mm -hmm. so a legacy for me is really helping women find that, that relationship, that positive relationship for themselves, which says, I can eat that, but I can also look like this. Mm -hmm. And finding that space for themselves will look different for everyone. And doing it in a shame free way is, is really what I'm all about.
0: So full transparency, I feel so emotional right now Uh (laughs) because it's like, where were you when I started my fitness career? I
1: was figuring it out for myself then.
0: (laughs) I spent five, six, seven, maybe possibly eight years in just body shame mode and that mental madness of trying to look like I did on stage every single day and just so not focused on those. You okay? Yeah, just something in my throat. I'll edit that out. (laughs) And just when you named, and feeling, you know, when you named those qualities, I forgot about, I knew nothing about values or qualities back then you know and when you were just speaking that I was like imagine anyway that's not my story (laughs) and it's my story now but it's like when you said that I was like that's the thing right it's not about the scale it's about being strong and being fearless and you know and then also the and then knowing that you can have fun and finding that harmony in your life you know I like to say harmony over balance Mm -hmm. and then learning how to eat you know yeah. so you're going to teach us about learning how to eat in a second but thank you for that because that took me whew, i just let that out before the tears came so that helped okay so what um i'm curious because i don't know if people look at you and, and figure you have it all figured out and um but we're in this season of you know this quarantine this pandemic it it hit a lot of people in different ways impacted people in different ways but it's also been a time of reflection. What have you discovered about yourself?
1: Okay, I might cry. (laughs) Um, 2020 was originally supposed to be the year that I went from being in a cocoon to being the butterfly. It was supposed to be this transformative year. It was a year, uh, five years in the making for me. Um, It was the year that I was going to retire from my corporate life. 15-year career as an executive, a marketing executive, and go all in on coaching. And my stress levels were at a point where I was near burnout. Um, I had taken a stress leave, actually, from my corporate job. um, And I felt like I was empty at the beginning of the year. And 2020, when COVID hit, I had, within that week, given notice to my job. And I was terrified. (laughs) I was terrified that I had made the wrong decision. I was terrified that I was putting my family at risk um, and that I was making a mistake because COVID hit and everybody was just thankful to have a job. But my husband and I, he's like the literally the most supportive person and we are partners in this through and through. He just reinforced that this was the plan all along and that good will come. And to just believe in myself the way I believed in myself all this time and that everything will work out. And so I drew on his strength and uh, the strength of our relationship and of our family, and I just left. (laughs) And I did it anyway. And so I think this year has taught me more than any other strength and resiliency and belief in self and that when you are ready for something it will show up and you just have to keep going
0: wow. no that is so that that would make that makes me cry that's so powerful I'm so I'm so proud of you if this was in person I'd probably hug you I'd be like okay hold on listeners, hold on virtual hugs, virtual hugs. That was, that's so powerful oh my gosh you know you know, what really touched me is like somebody that's listening that didn't make that same decision that you made and hearing you saying, man, I wish I had, you know, and I think what you say is you really just have to believe in yourself. You just have to believe that there's better and you can reach for it. Oh, awesome. So tell me in your whole coaching, like eating psychology and who do you help and why?
1: I help most of my clients come to me because they want to lose weight. Let's be honest. They don't know how to do it. They've tried every diet. Um, I have clients who want to lose 10 pounds. and I have clients who want to lose 100 pounds. And all of them want to do it from a sustainable place. Um, You know, you talked about the struggle, your personal struggle. We all have struggled with that. It is a normal human phenomena to love food. We're meant to love food because we celebrate with it. We mourn with it. We survive because of it. And sometimes that creates complex relationships with food about how we use it as a tool and also how we use it as a crutch and a resource and, and a way to numb us through certain pain. And so I really work with people through that relationship with um, with food and then being a personal trainer gives me the opportunity to help educate and empower people about their bodies and allow them to find their own inner strength. And so the balance between their relationship with food and knowing how to move their, their bodies really gives me that opportunity to, to help them find their strong.
0: And so when you get a client, do they actually realize that they have a relationship? Like when people think about relationships in their life, do they actually say, do they know that food is like... Because it's food e- eating. Is that something that most people know or is that something you teach?
1: I think people say that, but they don't necessarily know what that means. Mm-hmm. And and when you develop your relationship with food, you can actually start to create this appreciation. Just like your relationship with yourself or with a partner in your life or family. There's a respect there's an appreciation, there's an awareness, there's an education of who that person is and what they mean to you. And I think that we can all do more to figure that out with food. Mm-hmm. Why do we like certain foods and not others? How does that food impact our body and make us feel? We're so conditioned to eat quickly and move on to the next thing because is seen to be this like measure of success in our society. But when we tend to slow down, our awareness levels come up. Mm -hmm. And I really encourage my clients to slow down when they go to prepare their food, decide what their menu is, choose things they love and want to eat. And then when they're actually eating, take that as a moment, like Mm -hmm. enjoy it, because that's what's going to give us the satiation we need to help us manage potential overeating.
0: Mm -hmm. I attended a workshop that you led, and that was one of the most powerful things that I Heard that I realized that I don't often do because, and I'm not great. I'm actually going to ask you this question in a second, but I'm not great at it because I was doing good. I was making sure I was sitting at my dinner table with my placemat and nothing else about me. (laughs) But then then I'm like, but that's, yeah. So I'm still, sometimes I do, like yesterday morning I did, and it felt really good. Yeah. And I think my breakfast tasted really good because I even said it to my husband I'm like, wow. And I actually attributed it to having a really big workout, but I'm thinking maybe it's because I stopped to actually sit and enjoy it without distractions and just, mm-hmm. yeah. And then I finally tasted the food. But <laughs> So what is one area in the world of food that you're still trying to figure out about yourself? You have any?
1: Um, I'd say for me, it's about eating speed still. Mm-hmm. Again, I, I was in an environment in the corporate world where you have to move fast. Like You're going through your day and looking back, I'm like, how did I do all that? How was I in four meetings at one time? How was I, you know, running from one area to the next and, you know, finishing all my work and getting through like a hundred emails a day. And most of that was, you know, very automatic. And then those behaviors and that speed and that pace, I brought it home with me every day and it, helped me be as successful as I was, but that isn't sustainable. And so for me, eating fast became a sign of keeping up with the day that I had ahead of me. Mm -hmm. And the moment I made that connection for myself, I'm still practicing how to slow down. And that really starts with my food and allowing myself the gift of enjoying my eating practice. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of like a meditation. Like, why would you rush your meditation or why would you rush your workout? You're only getting part of the benefits. Like, would you breathe faster? (laughs) (laughs) No, we, we breathe because that's the way our body is conditioned and programmed to keep us alive. Um, And so I, I often remind myself of that when I start to rush okay, slow down, Jordana, you can chew, taste the food, remember this, what is, what does that steak taste like? What does that raspberry taste like? And it's some prompts for myself to just slow down, be in the moment and let my body absorb what it needs from that, that experience.
0: I think I'm going to listen to this podcast every morning because I realize if I have you every single morning reminding me, I'd probably get through that day <laughs> I love at it. a better pace. <laughs> yeah. So did you? Um, how did you make the transition into full-time coaching? Like, what was that journey?
1: Um, so, like I mentioned, it was a, a, a plan in the making. Um, I had uh, the great pleasure of having a coach myself, um, Coach JBB, Jennifer Van Barnfeld Pay. Um,
0: hey, she, shout out, to Jennifer! Um, <laughs> and
1: um, she was my coach, and I, uh, several years ago now, and She helped me identify as a new mom that I have so much more in me to give, that Mm -hmm. prioritizing myself and learning how to take care of myself allows me to give that gift to everybody around me and uh, within a couple years of working with her she started to push me and say you've got more like there's something here have you considered this course have you read this book and I think any great coach and anybody who's invested in your success truly will start to help you see the potential that's within and that was the greatest gift that I got from having coached myself and because I was coached in that way, I can give that to my clients as well now. And I see it as this like reciprocity that Mm. I get to do, you know, Mm. and after a couple years and getting my certifications, I started to, I started like most people do is philanthropically, you know, can I help you? Can I help you? And going out and trying to share what I knew. And um, it just started to snowball from there. I started the blog. And I figured, I thought to myself, like, how am I going to do this full time? How do I make this leap? And uh, like I said, my husband and I talked it through and we just said, you know what? Let's, let's take the leap. Let's sell our house. Let's quit. You quit your job. And that should give us enough to be able to take this risk. Mm. Um, Because going from a corporate executive to full-time entrepreneur, starting from scratch, it's, it's a pretty big leap and, mm. and it's a big decision, um, but I, I figure better to go all in and, and make the choice and that if, I don't like to say the word failure, but if for some reason it didn't work out, I have so many more skills. I can go back mm. and, and find a career doing something else,
0: yeah. mm. um,
1: but taking the risk has been paying off and I absolutely am privileged to do what I do every day.
0: Well, it's very empowering and we're thankful for it. So I'm going to, I'm going to dig into what you do a little bit every day. Um, So what do we need to know about how we feel and the impact it has with the way we treat ourselves?
1: Hmm, That's a great question. How do we feel? Well, for me, I start when I wake up, you know, those few moments before I open my eyes and you have this awareness that it's morning. Um... Hmm you get into your body. That's like where it starts for me every day. And uh, I have to be honest, not every day I'm this self-aware, but it's a practice for me too, is waking up with that, knowing that you're going to take care of yourself today Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that
1: you're going to be kind to yourself today and that you have a plan for your day. And part of that is to nourish your body and to move your body And to give yourself kindness and love and grace, because that's what we all need, especially today, especially now. And by doing that for myself, it sets the tone for the day. And every time I reinforce that mindset, that activity, that action that I set for the day, it allows me to do that for someone else and to Mm -hmm. say, okay, kindness towards myself all right, now it's like I refill, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay, moved with intention and love and I got a personal best. Yes, I'm ready. I can give more. I you know? love and I think to me, it always starts every morning's a blank slate. We don't have to carry the weight of the previous day and whatever happened there, it's done. You know, there's, um, I can't recall where this came from, but it was very impactful for me. When we sit in the past for too long, Mm-hmm. we start to, we, we get depressed. We, we think about the past, what was, what could have been, what should have been, how we could have altered our actions so that today was better. When we think too much about the future and tomorrow, it creates anxiety because we worry. Am I, gonna, am I doing what's right for the next step? Am I going to get there? Is that, is that what's going to, is it going to be good enough? And we question our self-worth. All we can do, this focus on now, all mm-hmm. we can do is be here mm-hmm. and do the next best right step for us in that moment.
0: Mm-hmm. That sounds like an Eckhart Tolle.
1: Yeah.
0: The power, <laughs> tole. the power now. I think that's something in power there. Power
1: now. Yeah. And you <laughs> know, uh,
0: affirmations and talking to ourselves, like, you know, I encourage everyone, like talk to yourself every single day. And uh, when I wake up in the morning, I started this practice about over, about a year ago because I got it from a Gabrielle Bernstein challenge. Mm-hmm. and the the, and the affirmation is my body is rested my mind is clear mm-hmm. and it's interesting because just a few days ago as I was saying it to myself in the mirror I realized yeah my my mind in the morning is actually clear like I don't I dump my thoughts the night before and I've gone just such into this practice of waking praying giving thanks and then going and saying my affirmations and be- between in between that time there's no thought of Meetings were like none of that, and I realized that I don't really get into the hustle bustle of what my day holds until like I'm done my workout. And so it's like these four hours from four to eight of like what you just expressed, like that gives me beautiful presence. Yeah, it's
1: such a gift, honestly. Such a
0: gift, yes. So, what are pros and cons, um, of you know, when it comes to sort of you know, our are you know eating and just taking care of ourselves of this current season of life with everybody like
1: or for within COVID life
0: just in COVID life for everybody like what have you (laughs) observed
1: um cons let's start with cons because then we focus on the positives um we'll get the cons out of the way um cons um everybody's way too close to their kitchens Mm. way too close it's probably the biggest um complaint, frustration that I hear from my clients and anybody looking for support, how do I navigate being home all the time? How do I navigate being so close to my pantry, my fridge, um, ordering whatever I want to my home, nobody knowing about it.
0: Mm, and ooh. Think,
1: yeah, and I think that that shame level of what I've eaten, nobody sees me is a very big con right now. You know, yeah. you see a lot of memes of, of people being like, oh, I'm Zoom ready and they're like naked on the bottom and you know, mm-hmm. business on the top. But I think that that, that underlying um, meme is actually really negatively reinforcing um, what can be a, a really shameful moment for a lot of people. A lot of people feeling like they've let themselves go mm-hmm. and it can be a really hard place for people because we're also socially isolated. And so that connection, um, especially among women, female who are really connected to community um, and need that community, need that sisterhood are not getting it in the same way. And I think it's a very big um, negative impact of what's going on in today's society Mm -hmm. and how we're we're trending towards this even more digital age than we've ever been before. it's a very big con because there's a lot of shame hidden behind it. Um, and I think when it, it, we make food that much more accessible for people who don't have the tools to navigate it, you know, with confidence and with empowerment and with education, um, it becomes a very scary space for them
0: in their own home. That's big. I never even thought about that shame aspect. Thank you for bringing that out.
1: No problem. I'm and pros. then I, I'd say, you know, shifting to the positive, um, I've never heard of equipment, you know, workout equipment selling out as fast as it has, especially in Canada, (laughs) where we both are. Um, I, I think that is amazing. And people finding fitness during this time frame and figuring out how to move their bodies in a way that is not necessarily reliant on the gym. I think it's a beautiful time to find what really movement you love because if you love it, you'll do it and you'll mm-hmm. keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And I love strength training. You share that passion too. And we're lucky that we found that. Not everybody has. And so whether it's a Zumba class or step or, you know, walking, hiking, you know, taking a dog out, whatever it is, um, salsa dancing, like. I think now is a great opportunity to find fitness and to mm-hmm. find movement that really just lights your heart on fire.
0: And I like that. That's a great find fitness. It's easy. It's like, it's a, that's a mantra find fitness. Uh-huh. <laughs> so before I go into the section of rapid thrivers, I just want you to, uh, I want to ask you this question, finish the sentence. What the world needs now is.
1: Uh... What the world needs now is understanding.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A lot more understanding.
0: There's um, something I'll give you. I'm not sure if you've ever heard it. Understanding is the truth we stand under.
1: Oh, that's,
0: I love that. That's big, eh? Yeah. Okay, rapid thrivers. Here we go. When you think of someone who inspires you, who comes to mind first and why?
1: Oh, my mom. Oh, <laughs> I Love that um my mom because um when she was growing up she didn't necessarily know love the same way that Mm. I did and oh my gosh I'm gonna cry
0: yeah Um, I I, I almost
1: (laughs) and um to watch her learn how to love as a mom when not have necessarily been given that as a daughter um I only really started to appreciate the kind of strength that that takes when I became a mom myself mm-hmm. and I could understand the position that she was in and how she grew up. And so for me, my mama. Yeah.
0: That's, that's wow. That's beautiful. And I'm uh, very touching because I can, I can feel that. So thank you. What's a daily activity that helps you with your thrive?
1: Um, I'm gonna say my workout hmm. it's the place I come back to when I feel down up all the feelings um yeah my training
0: okay awesome do you do it first in the morning uh usually <laughs>
1: but, uh, homeschool COVID life all oh, right
0: and- right right you but you get it in that's the yeah, key I people definitely- she, she gets it in she gets it in people what's a book I know that you must read like plentiful so I'm excited about this one. What is a book that has helped you with your thrive?
1: My very favorite book is um, I'm a very big Paulo Coelho fan Um, and the, the book that opened my eyes to the path towards some sort of I'll use enlightenment but it's not really I'm not there anywhere close to it but that opened my eyes to something greater was the alchemist mm-hmm. and i read it when i was 14 and uh it always reminds me that we have to follow our dreams we have to mm-hmm. follow our passions that like, like we were talking about earlier we may not know the path but to trust it anyway
0: mm-hmm. i think that's a book i have to i have to get that and read that again i read it long that's a that is a that's an oldie but a goodie It's an oldie yeah. but a goodie <laughs> what is an app that helps you with your Thrive?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Is it wrong to say Instagram? No, I was just gonna say I <laughs> hope you're gonna say Instagram
0: because you put out you push out some amazing motivational content. I was like, like isn't she gonna say Instagram? Like you do some stuff I'm like, where is she finding those tools?
1: Um, so I, I love Instagram. I think it's a, a powerful way to connect with people on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, I love my community on Instagram. They are positive and open and engaged and always
0: interested in what I got to yeah, say. Your videos are funny. <laughs> Some of <them> are like, <laughs> there was one I can't even, I wish I actually recorded which one I watched that maybe, which one I watched that made me immediately go and ask you to be on this podcast. There was one that you watch? And I was like, okay, I got to ask her to be a guest, man.
1: You know what? I think I have I've always been told I'm such a serious person. And finally, you know, after years of being on that platform, being like, I'm this serious, like coach, I'm this person, everybody. But I, here's my, you know, pedestal self. Um, I finally am having fun on, <laughs> on the platform and like letting loose. And I think, sharing my personality my silly side and being able to also share these deep motivational things and sharing education and knowledge like it's such a great way to be creative and give Mm -hmm. an outlet and educate and it's just Mm -hmm. so much fun
0: well i like the way that you share educational you make education fun right like you share really solid points in in such a unique and fun way it's it's captivating (laughs) to be quite honest yes so what is one misconception you might have just said it, but what is one misconception that people have of you is they see you, you know, in your thrive and this very knowledgeable person?
1: Um, The one thing that I've gotten throughout my life is that I've got it all figured out. And uh, I really don't, it might look like that. And I think that comes down to just the belief I have in myself, but I've got nothing figured out. And that I'm just another human walking the earth, like every single other person <laughs> and uh, it just might look a little easier but it's just as hard.
0: <laughs> I love it. Do you do workshops? Corporate
1: gigs? Uh, I, I haven't but I would love to. <laughs> okay
0: okay very interested. Um, so that leads me into so where can we find you online like if we want to book you or if we wanted to coach with you?
1: Yeah you can find me on Instagram okay. it's just my name Jordana <laughs> Native or coachjordana.ca has all of the info about me and my, my coaching services. And I'm always open for a chat.
0: I love it. And as a final question, this podcast is called empowered in my skin. What does it mean to be in your, in Georgiana wisdom to be empowered in my skin?
1: Empowered in my skin for me has come to mean a lot of different things. And I'm going to say that the moment that I truly was empowered in my skin, I had this idea um, that I wanted to smash scales at a photo shoot. And it was the moment for me that I said, the scale is no longer going to define who I am. When I wake up in the morning, that number doesn't matter. My jean size doesn't matter. My dress size doesn't matter. My age doesn't matter. Nothing, my IQ doesn't matter. No number matters <laughs> to me anymore. And I bought 20 scales and... Uh... <laughs> And I rented a sledgehammer from Home Depot. And I had a, a photo shoot booked with Wet Studios. And Brian was kind enough to indulge me in my, my fantasy of smashing scales. And uh, we went out to the parking lot, and I just gave her to those wow. And so, to me, being empowered in my skin really was th- that moment to say, mm. this is the representation of me going forward. Mm -hmm. i'm not that person anymore and Mm -hmm. anybody that i work with will not be that person anymore because Mm -hmm. they are worth so much more than a number our, our our worth our day our our skill our mind our value has nothing to do with the number and everything to do with who we are on the inside and what we bring to the table
0: I love it. I love it. You have left your legacy, girl, in this episode. I am so blessed to have had this time to share energy with you. I hope we will continue to do work actually together. And um, yeah, you're just phenomenal.
1: Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a wonderful experience.
0: I love it. And to anyone that's listening, unfortunately, this is where I have to say we're out. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. So there you have it. I trust you're saying to yourself, I'm fully empowered in my skin. And remember, whatever platform you're listening to this on, please subscribe, like, review and share this podcast with someone else that you feel can benefit from the empowering content that we deliver. As Tom Billia says, when we help others think in a way that is empowering, that is the lead domino to create real change in this world. It's been fun hanging with you. It's your girl, and I'm out.